This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 257 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're going to take a peek at the new Dr. Phil book called The 2020 Diet. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it. Thin. Not till you lie. Thin. I want smaller thighs. Thin. I realize. I guess I'll have to exercise. Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I don't even play one on TV. I'm just a person like you trying to lose some weight. And I have been listening to Dr. Phil, who I love with his giant melon head because he says things like, you can't lose weight now if you're uh, he just, you know, Dr. Phil, he loves to say all those fun-filled things. He's got a new book out, The 2020 Diet, 20 Key Foods to Help You Succeed Where Other Diets Fail, which is interesting because it's a diet. And, if you, I, you know, I've been reading different books off and on, and it's kind of funny because they all start off with the same thing. The diet industry is horrible. People spend $8 billion a year on diet books that don't work. People spend a million gazillion dollars on equipment that doesn't work. None of this works, but mine will. They all start out that way. And here's why. Well, I really think, and and for the record, I'm on uh, chapter five of this book. And Dr. Phil says something that's very Dr. Phil-ish. You kind of go, you know what? He might have a point. And that is, if you're not ready to give up your favorite foods, and if you're not willing to change your your habits, um, you're not going to lose weight. And I was like, dang, Dr. Phil, you're a genius. He says, because you're not ready. If you're not willing to give up your food, and it's not give up, it's replace. That's the other thing he said. He said, going in and taking all the junk food out of your house is not going to help. And you're like, what? Yeah, because you're going to get hungry, which means you have to replace. You are going to get hungry again. And I'm like, all right, I'm really bummed. I'm listening to the the audio book. And while his other book was... 
you know, actually Dr. Phil, uh, this is some other guy. Uh, if you want to, you can get this book for free or any other book, go to logicalloss.com forward slash audible trial, all one word, audible trial, and you can sign up and get a free book. And the thing I liked about this book that I was kind of worried about is he references this quick reference guide thing. So apparently there's a lot of this book that is uh, visual and he has this like quick start guide kind of thing. And you can actually get it as a PDF because I've seen that before. People like, if you look at the chart on page 30, well, and it's great, except it's an audio book. So, um, but one, a couple, so there's really nothing, again, I'm on episode four, but at this point, nothing earth shattering. But again, it's good stuff. It's kind of like football coaches. Did you hear that was all the female going, oh, good God. He's such a guy. He's going to talk about football. But, um, you know, there is a thing about going back to the basics and you have to learn how to tackle and you need to learn how to, you know, protect the ball and things like that. And one of the exercises I've talked about here on this show before, and Dr. Phil is doing it here. He says, uh, whether this is in your phone or whatever, you should be doing this anyway. Uh, write down everything you eat, everything that goes in your mouth, write it down, write down what time of day it is. And then probably more importantly, write down what you're thinking about. And you'll be amazed at how much of it is not, I'm hungry. All right, maybe it's my spouse and I just had an argument. Maybe it's, I'm not sure how I'm going to, put my three, my kids through college, whatever it is. And then he talks about, you know, yes, it's, you know, you need to write down your weight, but also you can measure yourself around your waist, around your lower abdomen, just above the hips, around the hips, um, the widest part of your upper arms and around the widest part of your thigh. He gives you a weight chart and then says, this doesn't fit everybody. And he asks a couple of questions, like on a scale from one to 10, rate how your weight has affected or is currently affecting things like your sex life, your social life, your romantic relationship, if you have one, your work professional life, your non-romantic relationships, and the ability basically to just participate in physical activities. And, um, you know, you need to ask yourself, what do I want to do? And then ask yourself, how do I feel? And then we've talked about this. We talk about it every January about making measurable, realistic goals. And then you just have to think about, well, what am I doing? Well, maybe it's going through the drive-through. What do I need to start doing? Packing my lunch. What do I need to keep on doing? And there's something to be said about writing these down. I've read this more and more and more. If you write it down, the, the physical act of getting it out of your head and through your hand somehow, and, and, and to me, I think it's okay if you type it up, but somehow physically doing this, you know, makes a difference. And then you have to, you have to come up with a timeline because of course a, uh, a goal without a timeline is a dream. Well, that makes sense. Because if you just say, I want to lose weight, all right, how do you know when you get there? And then if you don't put a timeline on it, how do you know if you're ahead or behind? 
And then you just say, this is how I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to reach my goal. And then they ask you to find an accountability partner. We've talked about that in the past, how much it can help. And then there's a big part of the book, because I was looking at it uh, just like 10 minutes ago at uh, Target. There's just recipes. You know, and again, it's these 20 foods that are going to be, and there, the idea is, again, we've said this before, it's the food. When people go, I don't understand how it's not, a, it's the food. But I did the thing and I walked and I did the, and, and then with 10,000, it's the food. It's the food. And so he goes in and there are things like apple peanut butter smoothies, apple walnut parfaits, um, Green apple smoothies, spinach, a spinach scramble. Um, A lot of fruits and veggies. That's shocking. Wait, to lose weight, I need to eat uh, fruits and veggies. But he gives you the recipes. And uh, there's different phases. At At the end of phase one, you know, you kind of look at yourself and say, how do I feel? Was I more mentally focused? Did I have more energy? Um, are you breathing easier? Have you noticed a reduction in hunger? Because again, these foods that he's recommending are foods that make you feel full longer. You know, are you feeling healthier overall? Uh, you know, and then here's the, another great Dr. Philism that he said. Have you ever done this where you go, well, somebody goes, um, you know, here, have a piece of birthday cake. And you're like, eh, you know, this really isn't on the list of 20 superfoods from Dr. Phil. Uh, uh, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, man, that's probably five, 600 calories. And then somebody goes, come on, you deserve it. It's kind of weird when you think about it, right? I, uh, I think I mentioned this on this podcast my wife and I were out at a pub and um, the uh, 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 family, for lack of a better phrase. What do you call it when you have parents and children? Oh, that's right, a family. And they're trying to get this little kid who's all of probably two or three to eat his food. And they said, if you eat this last bite, we will get you a piece of cake. It's a reward. And... The problem is, it's not. You know, we, we do things. I mean, do we sit there and go, well, if you, uh, if you get straight A's, we'll give you some cigarettes. No, you wouldn't do that to your kids because that's not a reward. Well, we need to teach our kids to reach for the berries, to reach for the carrots, to reach for whatever but not the ice cream and cake and the chips and the Cheetos and the whatever. And, and and they're coming up with some things that I'm like, how is that even possible? Remember when potato chips used to taste like potatoes? And now they're like bacon cheeseburger potato chips. I'm like, what? It's weird. But that's not a reward. It's it's poison. It's, it is It is... Not what your body needs, but we've convinced ourselves that, oh, I'm going to reward myself with 
insert food here. All right. It's not. That's not a reward. That's going the wrong way. And that was one that, that kind of stepped out of me. I'm like, you know, that makes sense. That's not a reward. We need to change the way we think about, um, wow, here's, here's why I don't do good with books like that. We need to change the way our think, but I'm sorry right now when I see, and I'm scrolling down and I see one of the, the recipes is for mushroom tofu stir fry. That's when I go, Hmm, I may be ready to lose some weight. I don't know that I'm ready to try mushroom tofu stir fry. Yeah. Not sure about that, but that's one of the uh, foods in phase two. And they do have an interesting guide, uh, a small list of things. Like if you're at Chili's, you should get the mango chili chicken. If you're at Chipotle, uh, you should basically get a salad, a la, a salad a la carte. In other words, there's no meat. It's just greens, black beans, salsa, corn, and some guacamole. And then get some green tea. Green tea is just one of the superfoods. Uh, macaroni grill, get the grilled chicken Spidini at the Olive Garden, get the herb grilled salad, salad, sal, easy for me to say, the herb grilled salmon. If you're at Qdoba, again, you don't get the, the tacos, even though it's chicken. Actually, he says that here. Uh, salad a la carte again, made with lettuce, grilled chicken. The, the difference here is you'll notice there was no grilled chicken at uh, Chipotle. Chipotle's chicken has like a thousand milligrams of salt. It's almost like, yeah, I'd like a little chicken with my salt. So here at Qdoba, lettuce, grilled chicken, pico di gallo, roasted chili corn and guacamole, paired with, of course, green tea. Talks about what to eat at uh, Starbucks. But this is the one I wanted to actually do with you. And today's show is going to be a little shorter. Although we're already at uh, 14 minutes. Uh, the next couple, the next month, um, I am the director of podcasting for the New Media Expo, which is in April in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Looking forward to that as a podcaster. And as you might imagine, being uh, one of the guys behind the scenes, the caca is hitting the fan about now. And I well, number one, I know... I've got to really try to a get some sleep because we know how sleep just kills your, your give a damn gets busted when you do that. And I've just got to, you know, like I just got back from target, bought a bunch of fruits and veggies. Got to have that stuff around because I am going to be stressing out and I got to find a way to handle that. But for those times, if I am going to turn to food and self-medicate, I'd rather self-medicate with some baby carrots than some Doritos. But uh, if my show becomes a bit sporadic over the next couple of weeks, realize at the end of April, things will go back to normal. Uh, it is just the way it is. And when you've got a day job and you're the director of podcasting and you, um, you have a wife and kids, it's only 24 hours in the day. But uh, don't think I don't miss you guys. Don't think I don't want to do this. Just can't do it. So here is a, uh, a fun-filled quiz we're going to take together. And this is used to identify your starting point because that's going to determine how you will work yourself into an exercise plan. And of course, I need to say, when it comes to exercise, always consult your doctor before doing any exercise. 
But here's a fun one. Question number one. All right. On average, how many hours per day do you spend in a seated position? Take into account your commute. See right there for me, that's 40 minutes. Um, your work. Meal times. Here's another hour. In many cases. Watching TV or movies. Answer A, six or more hours. Well, you know what? I'm going with that one. Now, there are days when I teach that I'm not, and I could easily go with that answer and go, well, there are days like, you know, but if I look at it Wednesday and Thursday, I sat down easily for eight hours. Now, did I yesterday? No. Or on Friday? No. But for the most part, I'm sitting down. And then when I... um get home, I sit down and I watch TV on that day. So I, I usually, I sit too much. All right. Um, given the choice, if you had to get from the first to the third floor of a building, would you be more likely to A, take an elevator no matter what, uh, aren't stairs just for an emergency? B, take the stairs only if I'm rushed and the elevator wasn't fast enough. Boy, there's, there's uh, I think that's a regular answer. But if we're talking third floor, uh, then there's C, take the stairs regardless of how quickly I need to get there. Uh, there again, if it was the second floor, stairs all the time. Third floor, no, I'm going elevator. Just kind of sad. Um, so right now I've got uh, A and A. All right, we're on to, to question number three. I will dismiss the uh, horrible Dr. Phil imitation. When you drive into, maybe I won't. When you drive into a destination, such as the mall or the grocery store, do you circle a lot until I can park as close as possible? B, park as close as the entrance as possible. Do not spend a lot of time looking for a close spot. Or C, park far away so I can get in some extra walking. I used to do C all the time. And now that I think about it, I'm more of a B person. I don't spend a lot of time looking for a uh, a close spot, but I do look. I don't drive around a lot, but as I'm, you know, I'm looking, which I think is kind of nature. But on the other hand, if you just park out in the middle of nowhere, you save a lot of time doing that and you get your steps in. All right. Question number four. When you're doing, so again on that one, A, circle a lot until you can park close. B, park as close as the entrance as possible, but don't spend a lot of time looking for a close spot, and C, park far away. All right, question four. When you're doing the light activity, such as vacuuming or raking the yard, how do you feel? To which most of us go, what is that? <laughs> do I get quickly worn out? I need to take breaks for every few minutes. That's A. B, I'm able to do the task, but my heart rate goes up and I breathe pretty hard. Or C, strong and energized. Well, with that one, uh, I'm going with C. So I'm not in that. that. That doesn't affect me that way. All right, next up. Uh, how often do you complete at least 20 minutes of purposeful exercise that makes you work up a sweat? A, one day a week. That's me. Uh B, two to four days a week, which I'm really close to being a B. But here's the deal. I got to be honest. Right now, I'm an A. And then C, 
five to seven days a week, purposeful 20-minute exercise. You get up and you walk around that makes you work up a sweat. That's the key there. I can walk for 20 minutes. I'm not sweating at the end of that. And that's where I said, when I, uh, uh, what was it, about four shows back? When I was purposefully exercising, I saw the scale move. When I ate right and purposefully exercised, it dropped every time. All right, question number six. After an average day of being awake for at least 12 hours, how do you feel? Uh, A, exhausted, ready to flip on the TV or crash into bed. B, pretty tired, but able to stay awake for a couple hours of TV time. C, vibrant, awake, and ready for more. Boy, this is a tough one. I'm either A or B. There are days I had uh, last weekend, I got eight hours sleep for the weekend. Yeah, that was bad. Um, so I'm going with B. Most of the time I'm B. All right. Number seven. Uh, how would your heart rate be affected if you did 10 jumping jacks? My heart would probably beat right out of my chest. B, it would beat fast and take a few minutes to slow back down. C, it would speed up a little, but not much. All right, here I'm going with a B. And if you haven't done 10 jumping jacks in a while, you know, when you get a chance, do that. You'll be amazed that, because those things, they work on you. Last but not least, what is your preferred method of relaxation or stress relief? A, lying on the couch or in bed reading, watching TV. That's a big one on me. Netflix is the devil. Uh, B, mild activity, such as gentle stretching, light gardening. Yeah, that's not me. C, more strenuous activity, such as going for a bike ride, jog, or walk. Now, that'll be me in the summer. I really want to get back into riding my bike. But for me right now, I got to say, sitting, on a, a, sitting in a chair watching Netflix. So, you ready? So, we had eight questions. And uh, I had A-A-B-C-A-B-B-A, which is fun because I spelled ABBA at the end. All right, so how do I score this? Well, for every question that you answered A, give yourself zero points. All right, so I got zero, 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 oops, zero, and zero. All right, good. For every B answer, give yourself two points. All right, so I had uh, one, two, three, all right. For every C answer, give yourself four points. Well, I had one C, I had one C. All right, so uh, let's add myself up. I got two, four, six, eight. Okay, in my case now. Here we go. And the winner is, if 0 to 10, well, I got an 8. If your score is this low, I am officially, you ready, sedentary. You should not start out with the burn boost exercise program. Instead, you need to make your immediate goal to start walking more. Walk around the room when you're on the phone. I do that. Park further away from the entrance to the building. Mm, used to do that a lot more. That's a good reminder. Uh, walk in circles around the living room while watching TV. I do do that. My wife thinks I'm really weird when I do that. Uh, whenever, however, and whenever you possibly can, get your feet and move around. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, 
the problem is I don't sweat. I do walk for 20 minutes a lot on my lunch, but I, I didn't count that. That would have given me, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe a uh, another two points, but I still would have been sedentary. Uh, if you got 11 to 12, you're mildly active. If you're in this range, you're already making certain efforts to incorporate physical activity into your life. And I'm going to ask you to step it up a few notches. This is Dr. Phil. You should ease into the program below, but be extremely cognizant of your perceived exertion. While explain, uh, which he'll explain shortly, he says, do not try to go from zero to 60, but build slowly on the base you've already begun to form. Yeah, for me, I was doing the thing with the pump it up app. It just dawned on me. I, I haven't done that in a while. Need to get back on the horse. Last but not least, if you score 21 to 32, you are active, my friend. You already understand the importance of movement in your daily life, uh, but now we'll push you even harder and use the latest research to maximize your results. Closely monitor your progress on this plan and have an open mind as you engage in a new way of getting exercise. So, they then have a bunch of different moves that, of course, are magic moves that if you only do them, you know, X amount of minutes, you will basically, uh, you know, be uh, super cool. And um, it's basically interval training where you do spurts. And um, let's see, what else do they have here? It gives you a shopping list, which is kind of cool. And like I said, it's, it's not, is it different than his other book? Well, he's got new research and, uh, but realize there is a big chunk of this book that is recipes. And because they have things like mushroom, tofu, whatever that was, usually I don't buy books like this. If I had known this was a, uh, a big chunk and not a huge chunk, but like 30% of the book is recipes and lists and things like that. Like I said, it is kind of funny that it's another book that says the diet industry is the devil. They take your money and every year it doesn't work. And what other, what other industry would be around that didn't work? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, my book's different. Okay. Cause they all say that, but I think we do what I've gotten from this so far is a, I need to be honest and think about what I'm doing. And the reason I yo-yo the reason I yo-yo is some weeks I'm ready to lose weight and I do the right things. And some weeks I'm not. That's basically it. I need to work on my consistency. Um, I know there's a, um, a thing he mentioned and I need to uh, measure my belly. They said if you're above 35 inches around your, your waist, right, your belly, you know, measure yourself around your belly button. If you're above 35 inches and you're a female, that's really bad. It's they just said that's where you need to just drop everything you're doing. That's too much fat and you need to, you know, get on the Dr. Phil plan, of course. If you're above 40 inches and you're a male, that's where they're like, you need to, to knock it off. And uh, I need to find my, uh, my myotape is um, in my gym bag. So I am going to the gym today. I have said that today. I'm going to go purposely exercise. So Dr. Phil has inspired me to do that. And plus I can listen to Dr. Phil on the treadmill now. Uh, I am bummed that it's not Dr. Phil. But again, if you want to get the book, if you want to get any audio book, 
Go to logicalloss.com slash audible trial. Audible is A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And uh, you can get a free book of your choice. So thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for all the feedback. For those of you that went to logicalloss.com slash iTunes and left a review, I really, 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 really appreciate that. And like I said, I'm going to do my best to uh, keep on keeping on and sharing with you what I'm doing. I just know I got to be realistic. The next four weeks are going to be hazardous to me, which is a good thing to acknowledge that. But now I've got to figure out, okay, what am I going to do so I can stay on track? So hopefully maybe I'll squeeze in some shows. It just won't be quite as long, kind of like this one. We're clocking it at 20 minutes. And um, thanks so much for listening. Let me leave you with my favorite Julian Michaels quote, and that is, why are you choosing failure when success is still an option? Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to dave at logicalloss.com or call in your comments toll free. 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is logicalloft.com. Our theme music is courtesy of skinnysongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. Can't buy it, guess I'll have to just die and then won't tell you lie.